Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Let's get this show on the road, Denise. All right. Episode three. And nobody to to interrupt. Nobody to introduce. (laughs) Nobody to introduce this week. Yeah, but what a bumper episode last week. (laughs) Yes, it was. um, So you were going to teach me a new phrase. But you think I know what it's going to be about. So tell me about well, this. You, you, you know what it's about. It's, it, it's just a, a sort of bit of a buzzy phrase over here at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written about it in one of my newspaper columns, actually. Um, you know, you write down bits of advice to, or information for people just to mm-hmm. inform them about things. I was writing about something that's called urge surfing. Okay. <laughs> Which I assume does not mean the urge to surf. So what? what <laughs> which I would never have, but many do. What? What is this exactly? This actually is not a rhetorical question. I stopped him before he told me about it, so that we would be able to talk about it on this show. So okay. Right. Well. Okay. It's it's a technique when we all based based on the fact that most urges will pass when we get the urge for something um apparently it's, it's quite successful in terms of addiction and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um but it can work for any urge so i'm thinking well we do a lot of stuff in hypnosis about urges don't we about helping people perhaps not to eat or not to eat a certain type of thing um mm-hmm. but this technique urge surfing it it's, sounds to me like it's based in mindfulness um but i suspect its origins will be in cbt um, All right. So explain this, what, what sort of an urge, like I have an urge to go downstairs and get the cake out of the fridge and eat half of it. What, what is it okay. that kind yeah. of an urge yeah. you're talking okay. about? So, okay. So if, if you got that urge to do that now, okay. The chances are that urge would go away in about half an hour, whether you ate the cake or you didn't. Mm-hmm. Most urges sort of go away. They, they, they pass. Um, so the idea of this is when, when you get the urge for something, you acknowledge the urge. Okay, don't try and quash it because it'll just fight back more. Mm-hmm. Okay, you acknowledge it and you try and sort of mentally view it from a distance, as it were, without trying to quash it and just notice things about that urge. And then hopefully it starts to sort of die down and then it passes. So you you, you surf the wave of the urge, riding the wave. So you enjoy all the parts of the urge except the actual consuming of the cake in this yeah. case <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right okay so it, how it, would you how would you use that or what technique that you use already in hypnosis would you would you consider that well it, it all depends on the type of hypnosis doesn't it um so for example i'm thinking when depending on what techniques we're using with people um when we're using more perhaps sort of like a direct suggestion to people you know in future whenever you see a tree you will be reminded of whatever mm-hmm. um in terms of surfing, i'm thinking well that's a technique that one would explain to a client um outside of trance it's something you may talk to them about in the pre-talk in, mm-hmm. in the early part of a session 
and then perhaps reinforce that during the trance reinforce that technique and the use of that technique to them what do you think oh i don't know I'm yeah still trying to get my head around is this really different if i have you know sort of a trigger and response thing you, know, you give people anchors to go to when they have yeah. a particular trigger hits them so i don't somehow to me i think if i if i were to spend that half hour contemplating the cake i have a feeling i'd be downstairs yeah mid midway through um based but, on the thing of anything you concentrate on you'll amplify yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> so have i got like an experiment on now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, it's interesting, isn't it, that, that those buzzwords come up and there's so much it's reinvented all the time. You know, people that call, I don't want to call anybody out, especially if they're watching this channel, but, you know, that hypnosis keeps being reinvented and, and called something else, sometimes just to get around legal aspects or, hmm. you know, if there are some states where being a hypnotist isn't allowed or at least is frowned on. Um, so somebody will this this is one of my coaching techniques <laughs> would mm. you like to relax now um <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so I, and there's a lot of that and there's a, a i'm still seeing and you know who i'm talking about but i won't name her um <laughs> uh, there was a hypnotist who fairly recently was a, i came across her on youtube she was talking to somebody else and she said would you like to be hypnotized and she did that <laughs> and then it immediately cut to the person closing his eyes giving the impression that that's what hypnosis is, that it, that is you taking over for the person. Mm. And it is just so infuriating to yeah, me that we're still doing that. And it's so not about taking over. That's the thing. And it undermines mm. the, the, the real utility of hypnosis. Mm. I'm just tempted to do that. Aren't you, Denise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you can, you can have that be a trigger. You yes. absolutely can, but but there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes before you. Yeah, absolutely, this. absolutely. It's like when you see these things on YouTube where people claim to walk into a bar and instantly hypnotize the barman to giving them free drinks all night and that kind right. of thing. Yeah, yeah, right. doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind the fact that you ought to be have a little bit of knowledge about the person too, because you don't. There are some people who should not be hypnotized, Absolutely. and certainly should only be hypnotized under very controlled circumstances. And you don't know who Joe Blog is when you when you walk in. You have no you idea don't know what, what that person's medical history you could is. Trigger. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. don't know what kind of thing you could trigger. So just getting back to urge surfing for a minute. Sorry. Right? It sounds buzzy, doesn't it? It's, 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 <laughs> it does. It's very buzzy. I like the sound of it, but then it, it brought me um, onto thinking about something else, which was um, something I talk about when dealing with young people and self-harm. Okay. Mm. Um, and that's about riding out the urges. You know, when young people get the urge, to, or, or anybody gets the urge to self-harm, we're talking about deliberate self-harm now. Yeah. Um, you know, in, intentional stuff. I'm not talking about long-term abuse of ourselves with the excess use of alcohol okay so I mean, usually the, the most common advice to somebody who's having thoughts of doing something bad to themselves mm. is find somebody to talk to pick yes. up the phone and talk to samaritans or mm. find your best friend to go find your mum, whatever um so in what way would you would this well, where guess, would that fall okay well well in, in terms of what i teach with mental health first aid 
in terms of young people and self-harm there's a lot of stuff out there that they signpost to these days where young people who self-harm um young people who harm themselves can find other support and um, for example there's an app out there called calm harm mm -hmm. and that encourages again it's getting back to this thing about the wave it encourages young people to ride the wave because people who self-harm usually it's an escapism from something it's a coping mechanism for right. something that they know no other way of coping with um and so for example um, they teach different skills. So if somebody gets the urge to say harm themselves by stabbing themselves with a pen, um, mm -hmm. it encourages, encourages them to get ice cubes and squeeze on them really, really hard until that urge has passed. So, so, so they're doing something that they're feeling, you know, they're getting rid of that adrenaline. Yeah, because of that kind of self-harm, that isn't, I, I need to obliterate myself. It's externalizing what yeah. you're feeling inside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, as I say, there's an app I came across um, called Calm Harm, and that was written by a young person who used to harm themselves. And it's written in the kind of language young people understand, and it, it gets them through that urge. It gets them to, um, it distracts them. It's distraction, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, it distracts them and gives them other ways of coping until that urge has passed, until it's right. subsided. My, my concern... <laughs> would be it's it's just putting off the universe at some point they need to have a therapist they need absolutely, to deal absolutely, with yeah. what that issue is if yeah. you're constantly distracting yourself and just putting you putting off mm. seeking help oh, does, does, come, does that particular app point people to organizations that would help them yeah and vice versa this is also for people who have seek you know sought medical advice there perhaps being dealt with by CAMS over here, the Children and Adolescent Mental Health Services. Mm -hmm. um, this is one of the sort of things they will put in a toolbox to help people who self-help. Okay. This is on top of any additional therapy, etc. Um, and absolutely, the yeah, thing here, you know anybody who is self-harming, it's a medical intervention. Um, yeah. Absolutely as simple as that. You know, this is just talking about the urges in general and everything all around. Yeah, and, and most people don't worry if I want to go eat half a cake. That no, is not, it's not a good no. idea. And That's a whole other discussion though, isn't it? <laughs> between when yeah. does self-care become self-harm? Okay, so mm. if I get home from work all stressed out today and I run myself a lovely big bubble bath and pour myself a nice big gin and tonic and lounge about in there for half an hour swigging gin and tonic, even though I haven't touched a drink for years, um, is that self-care or self-harm? I don't know. Are you going to get addicted to alcohol? I don't know, but if I, if I turn that, most people will say that's self-care, but if I have yeah. five gin and tonics whilst I'm in that bath. A uh, little different. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, where's the line? Well, that, and it, but it, I mean, it also would depend. I don't know. You and I haven't talked about alcohol much, um, probably because, you know, I'm completely teetotal. Yeah, so <laughs> am I these you, days. <laughs> it, but did, did you have, did you consider alcohol a potentially harmful thing for you? Um, you might have gone down the wrong route with it? Or, or were you just a social drinker? Uh, no, I used to drink excessively. Um, <laughs> not daily um by right. any stretch of the imagination but i was one of these people that if i was on a good night out it wouldn't be a good night out unless i was totally sloshed yeah. <laughs> yeah um but i mean these days i just don't touch anything i can't remember well that i mean drink. that's true about all self-care really mm. it's, it's what makes you feel good <laughs> yeah. what i like doing isn't necessarily what you like doing mm. um 
but yes, I suppose this this self care and self indulgence. Not yeah, the self self indulgence can turn into self harm, can't it? Yeah. Uh, but getting back to more deliberate acts of self harm, mm -hmm. as in consuming toxic substances, you know, drinking bleach, stabbing mm. yourself with a pen, cutting yourself, um, other foot. I mean, was it? You, you're good at the big words, Denise. Trick a lot of to me, you know, when you start pulling your eyebrows out, your eyelashes. God, say the no, word, I, please. I can't say it. Shush. Trichotillomania. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> um, and we're laughing, but there isn't. I mean, people do. It's particularly children, actually. It, yes. Pulling you, it, it's a stress. Yeah, thing. absolutely it is. Yeah. But I've seen it with young people where they do it to their eyebrows, they do it to their eyelashes. Yeah. Um, you know, and they'll do it as a deliberate act of self-harm. So again, it's about riding those urges, but then we, we get back to urges. Okay. And this is the thing about where I think hypnosis could come into it is when people have a better understanding of how the minds are working, because when we get these urges for anything, okay, again, it's a bit like out of the heat of the moment in our logical mind, we know it's not good for us. So it's about keeping us in that logical side of the mind more. That's the way I see it. Mm -hmm. What do you think? <laughs> Well, yes, except that hypnotist takes you right out of the logical side of your mind. You want to go to I, I know, but um, once we get back into that logical side right. of the mind afterwards, right. we've had a reset. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There are. I mean, there are so many things that people do. What the the other thing, that, of course, is to remember that physical activity when you're depressed, mm. instead of pulling your hair out, which is a quite a common expression it must mm. be rooted in something um go for a walk yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah go, go for a walk or do jumping jacks if you can't go I, outside yeah something I, I always say with that when i'm speaking to clients who are experiencing depression or anxiety the least inclined you feel to go for that walk the better you will feel for it afterwards the more good mm -hmm. it will do you Absolutely, because yeah. that's when you when you are really down in the depths, you just do not want to walk. You don't want yeah. to go outside. You don't want to do anything. You pull the pull the covers pull the over, cover your over your head. Yeah, yeah. And you'll do the same thing again the next day because that's what kept you safe the day before. <laughs> exactly, self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, so, that's the one. All right, so I will I will investigate urge surfing and okay. how it relates to what I do with clients, but. <laughs> What no, else I, was, I was just thinking like sort of like combining it with hypnotherapy though um mm -hmm. mental rehearsal techniques we do that in hypnotherapy a lot don't we mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. again we're you know we're, we're in that lovely relaxed state um that nice state of hypnosis blissful relaxation um but we can mentally rehearse anything whether it's our golf swing or that upcoming meeting or something like that so so could you imagine yourself eating the cake um, no, but you could imagine yourself surfing the urge. I was just going to say urging the surf. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you imagine how much better you'll feel the following day when you haven't eaten the cake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, see, okay. There we go. Talking of cake and weight loss and things. That's what I always do with my clients, weight loss clients. It's mm -hmm. imagining themselves when they've achieved what they want to achieve. Oh, yes. You, you, you know, look four or five years from now when yeah. you look like this. That future mental rehearsal. Yeah. 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 That future mental rehearsal. So I'm, this is what just got me thinking with urge surfing. 
um, you know, combining it with hypnosis, yeah, the mental rehearsal aspect of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you, is this just a, a phrase that's becoming very popular in England? Is yeah, that what you're it popping up here and there. I'll have um, to watch out for it here because it's bound to show up over here too. It usually starts <laughs> over there and comes over here. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Uh, no, it, Write it, in and tell us if it's been in America yeah, and I've been oblivious. It, it's, <laughs> it's popped in um, a few conversations with fellow professionals. I've seen it here and there. I've heard references to it off other people. And mm. um, like I say, I explained it in my newspaper column this week. One of my newspaper columns I actually thought I'd write about it because it's one of those little techniques um, mm. that you can put into a, a general mental health and well-being column as I've explained things in the past about future rehearsal, etc. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I just wondered if you heard it, because I thought maybe this started in the States. Well, I bet I'm possibly oblivious. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's in California and wandering over this way, because it's <laughs> on one, side, one side of the country or the other. I mean, it's quite a ways. <laughs> right, okay. So what else have you written about recently? Because oh, you ooh. write about mental health issues, so... What uh, and and that obviously spills over into a lot of hypnosis. What, yeah, absolutely. What, uh, well, the topics have been. I write about anything that I may possibly treat people about, or anything that's bothering the population in general. We did a feature recently on World Suicide Prevention Day, which was in September. Uh-huh. Um, writing about that and just giving out general information. Um, what what are some of the things I've written about recently? Toxic work environments. Um, mm get a lot of a lot of feedback from that because I'm in so many doctors groups and so many doctors are unhappy and and they there was just a report I can't remember the statistics exactly but the number of health professionals who are threatened or actually harmed mm. in the workplace because people don't agree with what's happening or just by, furious about something. threatened by patients you mean patients and patients relatives yeah 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 I can I can well believe that um because of course emotions are high people are ill Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. doctors are working 14 15 hour shifts doctors don't have the time to explain things properly sometimes yeah i think it's it's probably a bit beyond that and we always when you give people bad news you're very careful about where you position yourself in relation to their arms and legs um it sounds odd but i mean you just 40 years ago when I was working in pediatrics, if you if you told somebody their little child was gone and there was nothing else you could do, it was not uncommon for them to to flail. They, they're not actually aiming at you. They're just, they're, it's a... Lashing out oh, the world. Yeah, yeah, lashing out the world, exactly. So that, but the, what we're seeing now is, is much more deliberate, thoughtful harm. People's cars being attached, attacked and slashed and keyed and yeah just um do you think this is like a way of the world though denise in general like a loss of respect for authority in general or i think well we've we've got some i don't really keep track very well of what's going on in the state in the uk but here in the states there is there it's a very weird world we're in right now Mm. yeah a lot of anxiety a lot of upset and and not coping with it in appropriate ways (laughs) Yeah. Do you think there's been a, a, a big change since COVID? Yeah. There's definitely could be the I think it was, some of it some of it was coming before, but definitely mm. that has worsened everything. Mm. 
I'm just um, thinking of like long-term the, societal effects from you know being locked up yeah. and things. Yeah, um, we have a real spike in in teenage depression and yeah, uh, we've got that over here as well. Yeah, yeah, we've absolutely got that over here. The other thing over here is, oh, you talk about doctors and lashing out or one thing or another. The consultants and the junior doctors are all on strike today over here in the UK. Um, oh, are they today? Today's the 19th of September that we're recording this show, anybody. Um, okay. Yeah, the doctors, the consultants and the doctors are on strike today, which is the first time ever for them both being out at the same yeah. time. Um, and the general opinion you seem to see on the news of most people is they're in support of the doctors and the consultants. Mm -hmm. The fury is about the waiting list themselves, but they do the doctors and consultants do still seem to have the public sympathy um on an individual basis so yeah i've read different bits and pieces about um nhs staff particularly feeling and being more threatened than previously mm -hmm. and being actually attacked rather than just threatened to be attacked far yeah. more than it used to be and again it got me thinking is this some kind of residual effect from covid or is it a societal thing you know it's like shoplifting over here has gone up something like 50 percent in the last year Okay. Really? Yep. Are they are they nicking posh handbags or are they taking food? Food. food. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a different. Yeah, and it's, it's different. People that perhaps have never gone down the criminal route before that are just finding themselves in desperate situations. Mm -hmm. People that have you know bought and paid for things all their life are suddenly just succumbing to that temptation when they're out of shoving I don't know a, a packet or a box of whatever in the shopping bag while they. While they feel yeah. they're not being looked. Something like the co-op, you're familiar with the co-op, aren't you? Mm -hmm. They're reporting nationwide something like 900 incidents a day in the UK of shoplifting. Okay, let's dial it back to hypnosis again. Mm. How would you help somebody who was feeling so much pressure? If I... I'm your typical little old lady. I go shopping and I suddenly decide I can't afford that box of biscuits since I'm being talking to the English crowd too, or mm. cookies, as Americans would say, and I slide it into my bag surreptitiously, whether mm. or not I get caught. And I'm overcome with, with horror that I've yeah. done such a thing. My mother must be rolling in her grave. Um, how would you help me deal with that? Well, the first thing I would say is don't beat yourself up about it. You know, who mm -hmm. hasn't made a mistake at some point in, in their life? Um, you know, how, how would I say it? Just as one human being to another, that if you feel that racked about it, you know, go to the shop and leave some money on the counter and walk out again. <laughs> um, because that, that's, you know, it's often the way, isn't it? When people have done something that's perhaps not fitting in with their usual moral compass, it's the guilt afterwards that really, mm -hmm. really affects them. Um, so using hypnosis, you can you can help take that guilt away on something like that, for sure you can. Um, help mm -hmm. settle their mind that, you know, they haven't just gone out and deliberately crashed right. somebody's while car. Allowing or... them, while <laughs> allowing them to reset and, yeah. and giving them some options to go get food. Because you don't want to hypnotize somebody, so now they feel just fine going and no. making stuff. No, no, not at all. As I say, <laughs> it, it, we're talking on a scale here. Self forgiveness. Right? <laughs> yeah, self self forgive. Absolutely, yeah, self forgiveness as well. Um, 
you know, and as I say, if you did pinch a package of biscuits and you wanted to put it right, just go in the counter, in the shop, leave the money on the counter and walk out. Don't say a word. Mm. <laughs> you felt that bad about it. Um, but, you know, it's like, it, it is easy, isn't it? This is what happens if we suddenly feel guilty about something. And this happens when we're stressed. If we're really stressed and anxious when something's gone wrong in our life, we will automatically think of something we did that was perhaps bad years ago or something bad that happened to us. And it will start to go round and round and round in our minds. Mm -hmm. Whether that's, you know, I don't know, we, we could have done something, you know, terrible 20 years ago, or we deemed it to be terrible. I don't know. We cheated in an exam at school or something. It'll suddenly start going round in our mind. Right. Um, or when we feel we might have offended somebody with something we said, it'll suddenly come back to haunt us. Um, mm -hmm. And that can happen when we're stressed and we're anxious. And hypnosis can help with that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure it can. I'm, sure, I'm trying to imagine somebody writing on my intake form, you know, what do you want to talk about? Nicking a box of biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> well, you brought the subject up, Denise, about biscuits. Is there something you want to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't usually buy them. So <laughs> we both have appointments fairly soon. I know. What is coming up next week? What is coming up next week? Um, we have got Beverly Densham on next week. Okay. Tell us about Beverly a little bit so people know to watch out for it. Beverly is a Pilates instructor. Okay. Oh, our first non-hypnotist. Yeah. Absolutely. Second non-hypnotist. The first one was oh, her sister. Fun. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, she's hypnos that was hypnosis adjacent. <laughs> that was hypnosis adjacent, yeah. Now, Bev is a Pilates instructor, but is also um, very, very big on self-improvement, mind work, and um, helping people to feel their best selves. And she's also um, a firm believer in hypnotherapy as one of the things that, you know, help people. And I thought it would be good to get her on for a chat about what she does and what we do. And let's find some common ground. Now, and probably that conversation will be a lot more linear than this one has been. Yeah, well, as usual, <laughs> we go all over the place, don't we? So we've gone from urge surfing to nicking biscuits. Now, if that old lady had been taught to resist that urge. <laughs> <laughs> well, this old lady is going to go to her next appointment now. And I will see you next week, sir. Okay, okay. Catch okay. you on the next one, Denise. <laughs>